What's up, y'all? Michael here. Backwards Life Podcast. Episode whatever the crap. Y'all know me. I can't keep up. 60-something, 70. I don't know. We're in that ballpark. We're making progress. Hopefully, we'll hit 100 before, you know, the world comes to an end or something. I don't know. Happy Tuesday, August 15th. Sitting here at 10.30, still drinking coffee. Mm. It's just one of those days. But with all that being said, I'm glad I could bring you guys a, another Backwoods Life podcast. And we'll jump right into it. First off, I just want to tell everybody, please watch Backwoods Life Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. on Sportsman Channel. We much, very much appreciate that because, um, you know, that pays the bills for us. You guys watching what we do and enjoying what we do and follow us on every social media outlet out there and watch our YouTube channel and watch our Facebook videos and our shorts and reels and all this fancy stuff that makes the world go around on social media and blah, blah, blah. Thank y'all, though, for watching all that stuff because it does help us make a few dollars to put in our pocket to keep these lights on and keep doing it. You know, thank you. I'll put it that way. So, with that being said... All the advertising and shameless plugs out of the way for now. Um, I'm going down my podcast topic list uh, that I got off a lot of you guys' interaction on Facebook um, not too terribly long ago. One just stuck out in my head. Somebody asked, uh, when's the right time just just to quit? Not quit hunting. But just back up and what I like, just back up and punt on a piece of property, and you know I think that crosses our minds sometimes, um, especially if you have a place that's either a hunting club that everybody's not really jiving with, or you know differences of opinions, um, or maybe you've got a piece of property that you hunt with permission or that you lease that landowners not real friendly on some things or maybe there's a farmer that drives you crazy or a land manager those are all you know things kind of out of your control i think when i think of backing up and punting on a piece of property is more like i put a lot of sweat equity into this thing maybe some blood and tears to go with it but it's just not producing what what i'm looking for and there's two ways to look at this. One, if you've got somewhere else to hunt or, hey, if I let this piece of property go, I, that, that frees up this this money to go after this piece. Or if I can let this go and divert my time over here to, you know, another place that I've got permission to hunt or a buddy that I hunt with, you know, whatever. There's different variables and situations with that. But if you've got somewhere else to go or another opportunity, then that's obviously makes things a lot easier. And, and before I get too deep into this, a lot of questions that I do get is people that put a bunch of time and money into hunting a piece of property and maybe do not even shoot a buck a year, don't even see anything to shoot. At what point is it to just let that go? Quit wasting your time and money in your mind. I know there's a lot more therapeutic reasons to have a piece of property and work in the woods than just shooting something. But that is our ultimate goal, and that's what makes it more fun. Um, when is it just to say, hey, you know what? I'd be better off taking this thousands of dollars a year and going on a trip or two or three or whatever instead of just going with outfitters or, you know, check some stuff off your bucket list, go elk hunting one year, go antelope hunting one year, mule deer hunting one year, go to South Texas and deer hunt, go to Iowa and deer hunt. I mean, things that you can take that same money and go do 
Um, well, within scale and reason, of course, because, I mean, if you're paying four or 500 bucks to be in a hunting club and it's driving you crazy, that's probably not going to be enough to punt and go on a trip to Iowa with. <clears throat> now, if you save for a few years, obviously you can make it happen. Um, my personal opinion is you need to be able to reap your rewards. Now, that may be, hey, I just like having a piece of property that I can go ride my side-by-side on. I can go ride through the woods in my truck. I can mow roads, plant food plots, tractor therapy, as a lot of us call it. Um, Fill feeders, check cameras. Just have something to do in the outdoors that you enjoy doing. That's enough reward for a lot of people on the property. But for a lot of us, myself included, I want to see what's going on. I want to make sure that I'm doing things and I can reap the rewards and you know, I'm growing deer, if that's my goal, to grow bigger bucks, to have a spot where I can go sit on a food plot or whatever uh, in the woods and I can see deer every time I go hunting. You know, I can, even if it's just does, I can, I'm getting that kind of reward. And yes, I'm seeing after however many years that what I'm doing is working. Um, the property is sustaining. I'm getting more deer, more turkeys, whatever the case may be. Um, it's all related to your own goals. So me personally, and I've had a few pieces of property over the years. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to have to let this ride. And it may have been geographical problems. Like, all right, that's, that's a little further than I want to drive, or that's far enough to drive. And I don't have anywhere to <clears throat> spend the night. I don't, not really a big camper, you know, whatever. Um, but I just want to have a better place overall. You know, I've had pieces of property where, man, you, you would see a few deer here and there, but all the big deer were nocturnal due to area hunting pressure, trespassers. I mean, we've had all kind of different problems. And um, that makes a big difference in, you know, you being able to get what you want to out of a piece of property. So if you don't want to deal with some of these things and, I get it. I've been there. Uh, you spend a bunch of time and a bunch of money and you expect to see different results. And the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Not going to work a lot of times. And another unrealistic expectation I think a lot of people have had, and I talked about this on a previous podcast, was trying to make you know Boone and Crockett deer be somewhere that that's just not possible. You know, do that being the habitat, genetics, minerals in the soil, agriculture. There's a lot of variables that grow big deer. And if you just don't have those things and you're trying to say, okay, we're only going to shoot 150 inch deer, you may never shoot one because you may never have one to shoot, may never see one. So that's a variable that I think a lot of us have a hard time with is we, we just put trail cameras out a lot of times and we're just waiting on that. Oh man, there he is. That's the big boy we've been trying to have blah, 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 and then he never shows up, you know. I do think if you run enough trail cameras 365 days a year, you will get a picture of almost every deer on your property. You will know a lot of your deer. To me, that takes a lot of the fun out of it, but I'm not going to get down the trail camera wormhole right now. We'll, we can talk about that on another podcast, but I don't know. I mean, it's all up to your own gratification from what you're getting out of what you're putting in and that's what 
I know that's a that's an open ended question for everybody, but I mean really that's what it is. If you if you just have a piece of property and you just enjoy being on it, enjoy being in the outdoors and fixing feeders or planting food plots or none of that. Even just riding around looking at pine trees and oak trees or fields or whatever. So be it. I mean that that's what it's about too, not just filling those tags. But if you are out there to fill those tags and just haven't been lucky and in your mind you're doing everything right, you're managing, you're you know, got the habitat, got the location, and it's just not coming together. You know, if all your deer are nocturnal, I mean, there's a lot of variables there that you can't control. You can just do your part. You can lead the horse to water, can't make them drink. So uh, it's it's tough because I think all of us, when we get a piece of property, we hope for the best and we want to see the reaps of our, you know, rewards of our uh, work and sometimes it just doesn't plan out that way and i think smaller pieces of property that's a lot harder too uh, unless you've got just phenomenal neighbors and phenomenal property around you that you get you know cross through traffic or whatever um and also there's a lot of us i mean have had big pieces of property and still not really good results maybe due to the geographic area maybe due to outside variables of you know, hunting pressure in that area might be so high and just doesn't work. I mean, there's things like that, but I don't think there's a definitive answer on when to not hunt a piece of property anymore. Uh, I, I do, I did have, or I still got one piece of property that I, I've never hunted it. Um, it's not a bad piece. It's just a lot of agriculture, very little woods and very hard to hunt because of visibility. And Truth be known, I've got better places and, you know, I'm not saying that place probably got some giant deer on it. Um, I just don't have time to, to mess with it, really. And the uh, other side of it is I've got spots that I'm just more confident in and I can see more deer and, and you know, see some decent deer and all this. But uh, that's why I just don't, don't mess with that piece. <clears throat> and... Um, I don't know. That's just the way it is on that. and We try to set up everything on our end to be as best as it can be and what we have in our mind's eye of what results we can gather, you know, from the intel we have with trail cameras and preparation, stuff like that. But you just can't make something be there that's not. And that's a hard pill to swallow, especially if you put a lot of work and a lot of money into a place. Because the last thing you want to do is get a piece of property set up and think, man, I got this thing dialed in. It looks great. But there's nothing there for me that I want to hunt and have to go take down all these stands, move tower stands, and just think about all that you put in there and not gotten out of it. I don't know. It's a love-hate relationship with hunting. There's no doubt about that. But... But all that being said, there's no definitive time or, you know, fourth down 20 is when you punt, maybe. You don't always have to go for it. <laughs> it's hard to do. It's hard to get get rid of something that you've worked hard for. But um, I don't believe in really giving up on places. I just think that it's just a matter of adapting and learning and getting better with what you have. You know, figuring out that, all right, well, Maybe I'm just hunting in the wrong spots, or maybe I might think this is the most beautiful place on the property and should just be loaded with deer, but it's just not working. Maybe the deer 
are different animals on that property than the previous places you've hunt. Maybe you need to get a little deeper in there, maybe get next to some nasty thick stuff and just see what happens. Uh, learn the property a little better. Find a little spot that you didn't know was there. Walk the woods in the wintertime. That's what I like to do, just go walk, especially like uh, January, February, when the season's over and still pretty cool outside or even cold, but you're not gonna step on snakes or you're not gonna have vegetation everywhere that you can't see. You can really walk and learn. You can see trails really good that time of the year. So before you back up and punt, give up on a piece of property, maybe you just need to do a little bit more homework to figure out what you're missing. There's always a key to the puzzle. There's always one piece of the pie that you just can't see for some reason. Because we're trying to make things happen the way we want them to happen and not necessarily the way nature needs to let them happen. We can plant food plots, put out feeders, and hunt acorn trees and persimmons and grapes and agriculture edges and all that stuff, but until you find that right spot for that setup, and the deer are doing what they want to do. You're trying to make them do what you want to do, which it can happen. But sometimes when you make it easier for them to do what they want to do, that's when you get success. I don't know, something to think about. I know there's a little rambling in there, but it's just a tough topic to say, hey, it's just time to get rid of a piece. Unless you're just dealing with a bunch of BS, you know, dogs running through all the time, trespassers landowners that want to ride through in the middle of prime hunting time and you know things like that stuff that's just you know human interference is what i would guess i would call that because uh, you know even dogs you know that's not your fault but somebody out there can make that different um we do have that problem from time to time not bad as some places but you know another thing that uh, a lot of people give up on fish properties because of hogs now and I can definitely understand that. When hogs just get in there and they just take over, it's, you just either have a hog hunting place or you really got to do a lot of work. And that's another podcast topic, how to control hogs. Man, I don't even want to think about that one. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of work. It can be fun, but man, it's, it's a grind. All right, y'all. Well, have a great rest of your week. Appreciate everybody listening. Thank all of y'all that listen every week on our Try to listen every week when I put these things out. I appreciate all the feedback and the topics. Uh, so hopefully we'll tackle some more soon. Thank y'all for listening to Backwoods Life Podcast. Brought to you by Lethal Products. Check out lethalproducts.com. Awesome stuff. Great scent elimination. Gun oil. Bug and tick repellent. Lots of good stuff there. Really useful stuff to have in your arsenal. All right. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for listening to the Backwoods Life Podcast with Michael Lee. Please download, support us. We're going to try to do bigger and better things, and we'd love for you all to be along for the ride. Thanks for listening.